Hello and welcome to the Low Code Podcast. I'm Faraz Khan from iTrack and we are the Global Specialist in OutSystems Recruitment. With this podcast, our aim is to increase awareness and appreciation of OutSystems and its impact and benefits to the market. And our early adoption is giving competitive edge to businesses worldwide. During our podcast, myself and my colleague Sushil Chohan will be speaking to IT leaders and OutSystems MVPs on how OutSystems has transformed their businesses and careers. We also hope that by speaking to MVPs on their career journeys, we can inspire developers from all over the world to learn from others who have already been on the path. So let's go. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Low Code Podcast. Today, my guest is Ola Dijkink from the Netherlands, Art Systems MVP. Hello, Ola. Hi, How are you? I'm good. Thank you That's for having good. me there. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Um, you know, um, it'd be great to kind of start with um, finding a bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm Orla. I'm an OutSystem developer for about six years now. Um, but um, I started out as a COBOL developer. And uh, I did that for three years. I had a lot of fun. And then my company decided that I was young and I should do something different. And uh, they keep kept giving me ideas. You could do this. I was like, no, it's not for me. It's not for me. And then they said, we have this new thing we're going to do. It's called OutSystems. Do you want to do it? So is it programming? They said, yes, sure. <laughs> Let's do it. And uh, I just, I had no clue what I was getting into. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. said yes. And I enjoyed every minute. So uh I've been doing that now for six years. I'm loving it. So when they kind of introduced OutSystems to you, um, they were they new to OutSystems as well? They they were just deciding to go down that direction? Yeah, they just decided to go in that direction and they were starting the first team at the company. Yeah. And uh, I was the first person that said yes. So were you skeptical at all in the beginning? You know, were you like, oh, what's this technology? Uh being completely blind i had no clue okay. <laughs> so what um at that time in in the netherlands was out systems quite established or yeah yeah we there were some big companies already doing it for a few years and yeah. there was a group of developers already okay and there were some out systems partners and we all uh, we had help when we started as well yes. okay so so did you uh, reach out to anyone or did, did they supply you with training how did it, how did the process work in the beginning um yeah i just started with the uh, online training because okay. out systems has a lot of online yes. trainings yes. and uh six years ago already the online trainings were really good um and i just started with that it was during the summer holiday so it was quiet and i just started training and you had some time on your now. hands to learn yeah, and then afterwards, when we actually had a team, a small team, we also got support from OutSystems. Uh, we were in the customer success program, so we had some uh, master classes and people on standby for help. Um, yeah. Okay. So when did the kind of um, MVP thing come along for you? <laughs> um, well, I've been asked uh, a few times, you know, just for fun like hey you're a woman we need more women yes uh, that's a big topic yeah and I said no like <laughs> <Yeah. not for laughs> I don't feel qualified yeah uh, sure and then 
at one point, Vera, the, uh, she does the MVP program. Yeah. She asked me again. I said, sorry, I really don't have the time. I yeah. was doing my master's. Um, I was writing my master's. She's like, no. Yeah. After that, yes, maybe. But before that, no. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, going back, what kind of, um, you know, like you just mentioned, you know, everyone wants more women in technology and, you know, it's always, you know, I think there's only four women MVPs compared to the the men. There's there's a load of them. So um, when, when I was looking through the MVP page, it's really hard to spot uh, women in there. So what kind of pushed you into technology in the first place? I've always been interested in technology yeah. and in programming, but for me, it, it wasn't a field I wanted to work in. Sure. Um, uh, but I didn't know what to study, so I yeah. went for computer science because yeah. um, it's better to do something you're interested in. Sure. And then I didn't know what I wanted to work in afterwards, uh, so I decided, well, I might do what I'm trained for for yeah, a few sure. years. Yeah, sure. changed, and then I actually liked it. You stayed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I worked. Out, it's worked out good for you. Yes. So so when did you? Um, then you know say yes to being an MVP after I graduated okay. uh, I graduated oh, about a year ago okay great uh, I did my master thesis on our systems mm. and uh, that was helpful <laughs> yeah of course uh, and yeah I felt then like okay actually I know stuff about about systems I, I, I a bit more prepared I, yes and I I also, because of the, the thesis, I also know some things that other people don't know or, mm. you know, kind of more specialized in a few things. And yeah, yeah, I can do this now. I can yeah. actually be yeah. an MPP. Give, give, and give advice. Yeah. 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 I don't want to be an MPP because I'm a woman. Yeah, sure. You, you want to have your, your kind of the merit to say, you know, yeah. um, I'm, I'm not just trying to tick a box. I'm trying to obviously add value um, to other junior developers and things like that. So within um, your current role, uh, is there a lot of training involved for junior staff from your side or? Um, yeah, well, we have one junior at the moment and okay. I'm training her, um, but it's, yeah, it's mostly training everybody that's there. Um, it's mentoring um, yeah. seniors, juniors, seniors, but yeah, they need sure. little sure. Uh, mentoring, of course. Yeah, sure, of course. And do you want to kind of talk about, you know, um, where you're currently working, a bit about the business, what they do? Yeah, well, I work for uh, one of the OutSystems partners in the Netherlands, Linkit. And uh, we're not the biggest one, mm -hmm. but we are uh, a big size and we're growing, we're expanding mm -hmm. and we're uh, enjoying what we're doing. I've seen uh, you've got a very nice office on LinkedIn. I saw the office and I thought, oh that's a very nice office you really do have a really yeah. nice office it's hard that i cannot be there yeah yeah every time i go into the office i feel energized and like, yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah we're 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 expanding and we're we're trying mostly to do projects so that mm -hmm. we can work together and yeah. not put people on their own as clients sure so we can enjoy each other and do you guys um, specialize in just the Dutch market or international? We started in the Dutch market, mm. but we're expanding. Uh, okay. 
mostly now the Dach region, so Germany, yeah. Yeah. Switzerland, uh, Nordics were trying as well, and we're doing some international stuff as well. Oh. How, how do you find those regions? Because I've found, obviously, in uh, Germany, that it's not really as established as, you know, Netherlands or, you know, even, even I think the UK is a lot more established than Germany. Um, even looking for developers in Germany is like a needle in the haystack. Yeah, I don't think there are a lot of German developers yet. Yeah, yeah. There are a few, of course, there are yeah. people from yeah. Portugal yes. that went to Germany. Yes. Uh, but uh, there are not a lot of German developers. Yeah. Uh, I know for one client, uh, we're doing a project. We're also training a few people mm -hmm. so that they can step in when we leave or they can join the project. Okay. Uh, but there's not a lot of developers there. Yes. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, you know, for someone who's been, you know, using OutSystems for six years now, um, what would you kind of say, you know, I think even six years ago, OutSystems wouldn't be as well known um, to, I think probably in Portugal and Netherlands and the USA, they were probably, it was probably quite well known, but to the rest of the world, not so much. Uh, maybe a bit in the APAC region as well, I'd say. Um, but what would you kind of say has been the key factors that have made them, you know, the the unicorn business that they are at the moment? Um, yeah, I think for mostly because um, developers actually enjoy working with it. Mm -hmm. um, so they, they promise speed and everything, but then, yeah, you need to deliver. Sure. <laughs> um, and I think that, well, first of all, they have an, a product that works. Yeah. But you need developers as well that can deliver. And sure. they've been really good at creating those developers and having a community and making sure that everybody enjoys working with it. And I, I think that's a very underestimated part yeah, of Yeah, sure. That. They, they really invest in the community team, don't they? Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm guessing like um, all their trainings online is very useful. Yes, you, you, you. If you want, you can just get by with the online training. You mm. don't need um, personal training or, yeah, you know, yeah, sure. house training or something yeah. that's useful, yeah. but you don't need it to work without systems. Yeah, sure. And have you, you know, since using out systems, have you ever kind of um, thought, uh, let, let me see what the other guys uh, are like, like Mendex or Power Apps or anything. Have you ever thought, let me just have a play around and compare? I haven't really been interested, but yeah, yeah. I, I really like our systems. And you're probably uh, too busy as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've, uh, I've looked into Mendix a little bit, but yeah. that was before my thesis. I kind of wanted to know what terms they were using. Yeah, and, sure. Um, yeah, maybe I'm very biased because I'm yeah. so good at our systems, but yeah. I'm like, yeah, this doesn't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what would you say kind of, you know, um, you know, they obviously, I think most kind of major announcements come out at next step, but I know MVPs tend to know earlier what's what's coming out. For, for the things that are kind of known to the public, what would you say is kind of the top features that they've, they've brought out in the last few years that really have taken them to the next level? Um, well, the, 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 the big one, of course, is, is React. Yeah. The, 
that has been a major one and they're still improving. Um, one I really like is the architecture dashboard. And I know that they're still improving it and I'm hoping it's going to be even better. Yeah. Uh, but I really like that. That's a, a good, useful tool. Um, and for me, it's mostly the, the small things actually that I okay. enjoy yeah. that the, they make development just a little bit better and like, oh, this is so yeah. useful. Yeah. I, yeah. It always costs me a little bit more time. So I also look forward to the small ones that they don't announce. (laughs) They don't make a big announcement about it, but it's still appreciated. Yes. So do you, um, you know, uh, now that you are an MVP, you've you've got kind of, you know, the confidence that, you know, I know I can talk about our systems uh, confidently. Do you get, you know, other women uh, asking you for advice or like more, you know, um, or do you kind of, push people in that direction, you know, um, not even just women, but just other people from other technologies? I, I don't get people asking me like, oh, hey, is our systems mm. really a thing for me? Or yeah. um, I just try to tell people, try, mm. don't, no matter what you want to do, yeah. don't be scared, just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I try to help people just in, in, in seeing how they can grow but it's yeah. mostly people that are already chosen to do to do our systems yeah. yeah so then you're you're kind of just guiding them in in, in whatever questions or assistance yes yeah how they can learn because yeah it's being a good developer is more than just being able to program yeah it's yeah a lot of other skills as yeah, well yeah sure and uh you know talking about the customer side obviously you know um not sure if you're part of this process but when you guys are let's say pitching for business and you're coming up against customers who are you know you might be off you're offering a low-code solution and other customers not how do you find that you know the, the customers respond to that well actually i am not part of that okay. <laughs> process yeah uh, what I hear, and I also hear that from, from other uh, partners as well, uh, when they go up against other low-code um, options, that they're always surprised by OutSystems, how yeah. much uh, we have done or how much they could create in a day. It's, mm. They're always surprised about systems. Yeah. Yeah. We you take know, it for granted. Now. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, um, like, you know, we also, even though we speak to MVPs, we also speak to end clients who have, you know, used out systems and nearly 90% of them will say, we had this project that we thought was going to take us this long and we did it in half the time or even quicker. Or I think they appreciate that if you have an idea, you can just do it, you know, within half a day or a day, you can at least get the idea out and then see what it is. And I think that's really appreciated on the client side. Yeah, that's also my favorite thing about us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just show something immediately. Yeah, yeah. And are you kind of um, working on any personal projects without systems that you know you like to play around with or you got no time for that? I always have projects and I never yeah. have time for it. You never have time. <laughs> A lot of projects that I started and then never never able to finish yeah and um i know in netherlands uh, there's you know there's quite a few user groups and things like that has that really grown over the last few years yes yes um well 
I well, actually, I've never been to the first ones, but yeah. I remember mm -hmm. driving a colleague to one. Yeah, and yeah. There was ten people there or something. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and the last one last year that we had in person, there was about a hundred people there. Okay, that's good. So yeah. they're, they're, they've grown. Yeah. Well, the next next step has moved to Netherlands now, isn't it? So. Yeah, we always, always, I'm not sure if it wasn't always, but we've yeah. had next step here or, yeah. or for years. Yeah, yeah. Our, our, we were meant to come to the first, our first next step last year in the Netherlands and COVID um, ruined those plans for us. So um, hopefully, you know, soon again, we can go go to an event. Um, uh, are you guys kind of, uh, I'm guessing, still working from home? Um, yeah. Are you in a lockdown or? since yesterday the lockdown got a little bit uh eased easier we don't okay. have a curfew anymore since okay. last night <laughs> yeah and then uh, we can go to the terraces so yeah. and shops okay. are now open without appointments you have yeah. to have an appointment to go to a shop yeah. yeah and how did you find the impact of covid on you know um the business side of things uh, i was uh working at a client um an insurance client actually mm. so they're extra safe and don't take yeah, any lot of security yeah and uh yeah we were sent home um one day and nothing was working and we decided to yeah figure it out on our own and it took us a week and then we had everything in place and yeah. it was so easy yeah 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 <laughs> you're working from home and we were it felt like we were still in the office um, yeah, yeah uh, i think i think what we found is a lot in in the very first lockdown last year beginning of the year all the customers who usually don't like working from home were very nervous and then after the first month they were like oh actually it, it works it's fine you know it's not that it's not that bad and now a lot more customers are open to remote fully even fully remote you know and by them adapting fully remote, they're now hiring people in other countries and, you know, especially without systems, I think when there's a shortage of developers globally, you need to have a remote workforce. Um, if you've got, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, I noticed you guys, all your staff is not in the Netherlands. I think you've got guys and women located in other countries. Um, everybody is working officially yeah. from the Netherlands yeah. uh, but now since the lockdown we have yeah. people uh, that have decided to work from somewhere else yeah, Some yeah. Come back to Portugal for a while yeah. or yeah. just go somewhere sunny work from there yeah yeah fair enough yeah you'd rather be sitting in the sun somewhere rather than yeah, you've got the rain you've got the rain I've got the rain you know <laughs> we obviously picked the wrong spot to spend lockdown <laughs> um in regards to kind of you know what do you you know um see that you know the future with low code and out systems you know what's your kind of take on where where it's going to go yeah i i'm not sure what how out systems i know they can get better and i know yeah. they're working really hard on yeah, getting better yeah. um i'm curious but i'm guessing it will be more the what they're already trying now the ai supported yeah. um, development a lot of things that we do even without systems is very basic repetitive yeah. you don't need a developer brain for that yeah so i think there that's going to be big if you can actually do what we're doing now in a few weeks you can do it in a yeah. one week or 
something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's also um, now it's a very limited uh, group of companies that use mm. out systems or low code. Mm. I think that's going to be Growing. universal. I think yeah. every company is going to use some form of low code. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, what you said was right about, you know, um, don't have to have a developer brain where we found a lot of customers uh, when they, you know, start using our system, some of them don't even hire developers. They just train their business analyst. Um, so they've got kind of the business knowledge. And I think sometimes obviously there's a need for someone who's got that developer background to maybe oversee things. Um, but I think without systems, it, it gives someone like a business analyst a chance to learn um that side of things as well and expand their skill set which is i think quite an advantage and it's really good where you know if you tell a business analyst go learn dot net um i think you'll be there for a while yeah yeah i think that's good just yeah sure you still need to be without systems you, hmm. you need to understand architecture and, yes yes you know, quality and, and so you're future ready hmm. If you're interested in it, I think everybody can learn it. Yeah. Yeah. And for us as well as developers, we cannot just be a developer. We need to know some stuff about the business. The business side. Yeah. So it's kind of, um, yeah, the developers need to know the business and the business guys need to kind of understand the technology a little bit. Yeah. We grow closer together. Yeah. And then I guess that's where kind of the online classes without systems really helps. And all the training that they do as well. Yeah, you can train yeah. everybody. Yeah, that's, that's that's really good. And you know, um, just kind of the final thing, you know, um, our, our goal is to obviously, you know, create awareness for our systems. So, for people who are, you know, either skeptical about systems or even low code or skeptical of, you know, giving it a go, um, what would kind of be your message to push them over the line as someone who did it themselves i know you kind of just thought i don't know anything i'll give it a go um and there are people i think uh, you know that's a good way to go about it just give it a shot and but what would you you know be your now that you're six years in you're an mvp what would be your kind of um advice well the first one is just try it yeah yeah <laughs> you can see what's possible um but yeah i think um a lot of developers mm. are scared that they're not developing. Um, yeah, I don't. They're not writing code. Yeah, but you yeah. are still. You're still developing. You're still creating stuff. You're just mm. writing it down differently. Yeah. And um, my goal is not to write code. My goal is to create applications. Yes, exactly. So I, yeah, I always throw, try to point people in that direction. Like, the goal is not to write as much code as possible in your life. Yeah, just, yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I, I guess for some people, it's never going to be it. They just yeah. enjoy like Writing coding code. and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. perfecting that. But for a lot of people, it is about creating something useful. Mm -hmm. And I think for those people, they should just try and see. Yeah, having an end product. Yes, and yeah. I think those, if you come from a, a, a normal coding background and you can see the advantage of out systems and what you can do with it and those people are going to be really good at yeah. it yeah but i enjoy it amazing well thank you for your time it was great having you on um thank you 
is, is really useful. Um, and hopefully we can catch up again soon. Uh, maybe at the next step one day when things go back to normal, I'll be booking my ticket. Um, so thanks again and all the best. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Low Code Podcast, hosted by iTrack, Global Outsystems Recruitment Specialist. Be sure to subscribe and see you next time.